0: Episode 474 of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. inching Comic Con. Post Comic Con. Mm-hmm. We're inching our way up to episode 500 and we're inching our way up to episode 100 of the spoiler. Perhaps there's a big 600 celebration.
1: In the future. In the future, yes, it it, it could happen. Hmm. It could happen. It could Maybe really things happen. Things are
0: starting to come together for
1: that. Maybe December-ish, if the timing works out. Mm-hmm. You know, who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah, who, who knows?
0: Maybe there's uh, already
1: dates being worked yeah. on. I, I don't know. I just I don't I I just have no information to give. I no, <laughs> we I, both yeah. don't
0: know don't what's going to yeah. happen with yeah. our own show.
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's, so it's just very vague. Speak I don't know. Critically, yeah. as though
0: somebody else is in charge of this channel. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just when I hear something, I'll let you know. Let you know. Yeah. Same
0: here, Chris. I mean, if you hear anything, please. Um, so, yeah, might be a December six hundred.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. You know, we can't promise anything. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, we can't. We cannot promise anything.
1: But uh, yeah, okay. We'll uh, you know we'll see what happens. You know.
0: Um, I'm looking forward to learning I'm about it, yeah. <laughs> so am I. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever there's new news that breaks about our show. All right, we'll, ha-
1: uh, we'll have to talk to Neil. I
0: can't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever Neil's working on, it'll be excited to find out. But uh, yeah, Comic-Con was a blast.
1: <laughs> it was unbelievable. was
0: great it, to see Rick Myers and everybody.
1: Every year. And what I love, too, is the uh, um, the rabid fan base that he has for that show. The, uh, the Kung Fu Movie Extravaganza. It's you know, always hundreds of people there. And uh, there's always, you know, some people that kind of, because it's a very long show, it's two and a half hours. Some people leave midway through, but there is that core of people that are there until the last clip drops. And
0: they come every year. <laughs> yes. There's so, I, I looked out on yeah. the audience. I was like, oh, that's, I've seen that. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that mm-hmm. guy. I've seen mm-hmm. that, that. And they're like, and then there's always some new people who yes. are like, oh, I just heard about it. So I'm showing mm-hmm. up.
1: And uh, when I, I did the signing for Starburns on Friday, and people from that panel came by. and They oh. said, look, we come every year. We love you guys. We think, you know, you guys are really funny, and uh, we never miss it every single year.
0: It was really cool, that compilation of movies that Wellgo is putting out on their Blu-ray, which we each got copies of. That looks awesome. I'm going to just sit home one day and just...
1: Martial arts it up.
0: Martial arts <laughs> it up. Close the drapes and mm-hmm. just uh, go through some insane films, because the... The stuff. It was cool. What we was talking about, how those. How many stuff, are
1: on the D, the Blu-ray that we got? Six, maybe. Wow, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. And then there's, uh, you know, and he was showing us the cool stuff that's coming out of of because because he explains, you know, every year how the the Chinese are encroaching more and more on Hong Kong. Obviously, yes. there's protests there, and it's also obviously affecting the Hong Kong movie industry. Yes. So they're battling and have been for several years of trying to get their content out so it's tough. But then like Korea is coming up with some amazing stuff.
1: See previous episode if you want a more in-depth talk about what's going on. Yes,
0: yes. So we Mm -hmm. just, yeah, listen to that episode that came out last week where we talked to Rick about that. So,
1: So, well, uh, Graham, we have a first time guest.
0: First time guest, we've known him forever
1: and I just can't believe it's taken this long to get him on the show. Well, he's been a very busy uh, gentleman. He's a comedian, he's a writer, he is an actor. Um, he reality and scripted. Oh, and he uh, he just started his own podcast.
0: What,
1: ladies and gentlemen? Are you ready?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. ready? Okay. Okay. <laughs> were, you, were you waiting for me to say
1: it? <laughs> I like building up the anticipation. Wow, that uh, was like a roller coaster. So
0: it it click, click goes to the yeah, top yeah, and then and like, stops, that, and you're that, like, that, "Oh God, we're gonna have yeah. to walk down." <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Ferrara.
2: Hello. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So who the hell is in charge of this show? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to the Valley of Death Road, of the 600. <laughs> <laughs> but not till December. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. Yeah, and man. We have known each other forever. We, we, were, we, 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 we were doing the math before, before we were on the yep, show. Yep, yep. A, uh, a lot of Tahoe improv dates together. I did. Yeah, we did, we did that together. We did Vegas together. Vegas, yep. And we mm-hmm. and you did Tahoe together. You yeah,
0: remember? And, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we had hope. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these big ago. show business deals that were yeah. going to happen. Yeah. All these things
2: were going to happen.
1: Now, you've been on everything from Top Gear to, um, what was the Dennis Leary cop show
2: that you were on? Uh, that show was called, the, the cop show was called The Job. The Job. The fireman show was called Rescue Me. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you're on a new CBS streaming show now, right? Yeah. Is this
0: about another municipal worker type? <laughs> no, I, I, get <laughs> I get
2: cops. <laughs> Here's what I get, Graham. I get cops. I get firemen. I get, uh, I get, uh, I used to get gangsters kids. Now I get gangsters. Oh. <laughs> but I'm always the gangster that has a conscience, you like yeah, he, he 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 sounds it, but he, he's not a killer. So right. that's what I get.
0: I don't want to whack answer. him just for money. Yeah, like. <laughs> I, listen,
2: it's not that he didn't earn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I I get all those things, uh, those characters. No, the new show is uh, it's called uh, Why Women Kill. It's from uh, Mark Cherry, who did uh, Desperate Housewives, mm-hmm. and it takes place in three different uh, decades: the sixties, the eighties, and current day. And it's about um, three different couples that. Uh, apparently ends in murder mm-hmm. i'm in the 60s which is really cool good because i get to wear like all these period clothes and the only thing i did learn is i can't get a haircut because they got to grease your hair down right and i had just gotten a haircut and they greased it down and there wasn't enough hair so i look like ming the merciless <laughs> <laughs> <Remember>? <laughs>
1: there's one episode
2: where it looks like it's just clipped onto my head yeah <clears throat> you know, and, and and i'm just go flash go you know i'm yeah. just, just <laughs> did uh, they have to add hair to you no no they didn't thank god that, yeah. that's the yeah. one thing you know you get up in the morning looking at you're like hold on boys <laughs> i still got the hair <laughs> yeah, the will to go on is a little shaky <laughs> right but i still have the hair and the knees are creaking but uh yeah so i learned so but it's it's a fun show um lucy Lou is in it um uh um and a bunch of other people um it, it's and it's a lot of fun to do and it it's on cbs streaming in august
0: where do you shoot it or where did you shoot it the
2: location stuff the exterior locations is hancock park mm mm-hmm. Um, and it's at Radford. The interiors. Okay. The interiors are at Radford, and then there's, there's the exteriors, are all location stuff.
0: Boy, mm. I gotta say, you know,
2: uh, which the thing about right because I live in Santa Monica, and my wife is a very, you know, she's a very spiritual being. She's like, tell the universe what you want to be specific and have an open heart. I said, okay, I want a series that runs for another ten years. We got enough money to call it quits, and I wanted to do, I want to shoot it at Sony, and she's like. Why do you like what they do at Sony? Go no, nah, right near the house. Yeah, <laughs> go fifteen
0: minutes from the beach, don't, baby.
2: Don't have to go over the hill. You know,
1: Cover lot, nice and easy. Park. Yeah. There's parking there. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. parking.
0: Yeah, I drove here from Santa Monica. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> they, yeah, you were there. Yeah, it's it's like it's nice because it's away from all the crap. But you're down there, and you're just like, oh, I got.
0: I, I was surfing this morning, and I was like, I got to drive in the four hundred five, and there's an accident. And I get out of my car, and it's one hundred and forty-eight degrees. Yeah. There's this wolves but at least people. the property
2: taxes suck.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the thing. My wife, because my property, you know, my property taxes, and my wife is like, "Well, you know, it goes for the schools." I'm like, "I know, I know. We don't have any kids. What am I, I next? <laughs> I'm enrolling in the seventh grade. That's I'm getting my Good money. For you. That's what I'm going to do. I would. They're going to give me a trophy for everything. I know. With <laughs> this
0: kind of money, I just want to play baseball at Santa Monica High School. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah,
2: you're a baseball guy. Yeah, I like baseball. Yeah, you i like baseball as well i would i would have guessed
1: kung fu yeah (laughs) yes martial arts yeah Yeah. Yeah. Mm. karate karate chris Chris likes
0: baseball and Mm -hmm. kung fu together Mm -hmm. yeah karate
1: yeah karate Mm -hmm. um so let's let's talk uh, some movies yeah let's do it um I saw Lion King over the weekend because I'm the only one here in this room with children. Yeah. So. Yep. The issue uh, was
2: he saw it without the kids. Yeah. That was that,
1: was, that, that, that yes, got Daddy
2: needs his time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: everyone got grounded, and I and <laughs> I'm Even the your one wife. Yes, and I'm the one that got punished by having to see this movie. <laughs> uh, here's the thing about this movie. I'm watching it and I'm thinking, wow. I think this is some kind of achievement. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a movie that has is technologically amazing and stunning like nothing I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, a vapid, useless waste of time, money grab. At -hmm. the exact same time, it was a terrible film, and it was a remake, and everything was just a pale imitation of the animated movie. Mm -hmm. It was a completely worthless, senseless, and um, useless remake. Um, Every (laughs) and it was one of those. I want to see that on a movie poster.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Worthless, senseless, useless,
1: (laughs) money grab. Money grab (laughs) quote. And I, I'm trying to look into this movie. I'm trying to find something to like, the only thing I could find is like, well, at least they let James Earl Jones do the voice again. Sure, yeah. so, so, because everyone else was trying to do basically an impression of the better actor that mm-hmm. was doing the ones in the original. Mm. So like, you know, I like Billy Eichner, but, you know, he's doing a poor man's Nathan Lane. Right. You know, it's like, I no, no, just, right. you know, nothing in the Nathan Lane, lie down before you hurt yourself, yeah. you know, and he was really funny. You know, and, and every single like Seth Rogen is. Put, I'm like, oh god, all right. And he apparently Seth Rogen's singing skills were so poor that the vocal coach hired uh, for him uh, that was actually Farrell Williams. Was literally banging his head against a wall trying to extract a fucking good note out of me. This was his quote. But, um, and, you know, I, I know he says this kind of as a joke, but uh-huh. it, it really kind of speaks to the entire problem with this movie. Like, there's no reason for it to exist. You're not going to do better than what was already done. Yeah. And everything's just going to look like a pale imitation, at least like with Jungle Book. It's a good example of how to do the remake. But also with Jungle Book, you had source material. You could go back to the Kipling stories mm-hmm. and actually do something different with Jungle Book. Turn it. Yeah, they um, went yeah.
0: back to the mm-hmm. Kipling version versus right. they didn't just do the remake of the of the e- Disney exactly. version. Now, and then they used the technology to help tell that story of yes. the Kipling yeah. version.
2: There was there was an element of why why it's being
1: redone. right, and it was also a darker, kind of more visceral story about life and death in the jungle. So the photorealistic animals made a little more sense. Mm-hmm. Like here, here it was like, it's a musical, it's fun, it's funny. And uh, so you have these photorealistic animals that have um, very little expression or mm-hmm. joy to them. And it just didn't match what the actual movie was. Like because everything, and this is where it's shown, is like everything from the way the skin and the animals moved on each character was unbelievable. Like you look like you were looking at real animals. Mm-hmm. That's what was really amazing. You know, just every character design and every uh, photorealistic giraffe deserved a better movie.
2: <laughs> okay, so, but but you could say that. The, so the, the special effects is is it worth going to see for the special effects? It, or? It's worth
1: to see it. Like you know, I'd say it's worth seeing clips okay you know, because you uh Fair once enough. you've seen it i'm like okay i got it
2: Fair. so this um, is like you're, you're looking at everyone looks at the headline the first movie this is the yes. retraction. no yeah, one's yeah. reading <laughs> yeah. this yeah, is nobody's like nobody's reading the retraction.
1: this would have been great as a demo reel yeah. this is yeah. why yeah. jesus
2: does not come back the yeah. original <laughs> how do you live up to that i know yeah. it's pretty
0: yeah he walked on water yeah. made i don't, water need, out of wine.
2: Yeah, I don't you watch he comes back on a friday on the 405 and we're going <laughs> no we're saved but we're stranded I don't even know how you could
1: justify a writer or director salary for this movie. So here, I mean,
0: <laughs> if I hear you correctly, here's what I think I'm going to do: the next mm-hmm. time I'm at a theater and I'm going to see maybe two movies back to back, and there's a there's a there's a twenty minute gap. Mm-hmm. I just poke my head into Lion King for 15, 20 minutes yep. and right. go, "Wow, that's yeah. amazing!" I right. got it. Yeah, and got then, got boom, and then slide into my next film. Perfect. Yeah, okay. Okay. and <laughs> so uh, it's like a featurette.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and it was weird too because <laughs> This the, is
0: a great yeah. featurette
2: yes. it's, yeah. it's a sorbet it's, You're clean, cleansing your palate you between two features I love You it. know,
1: Because the original movie came out in the 90s But it was 2D mm. animation But here's how crazy beloved this movie is It's even, I don't know if you remember A couple of years ago they released a 3D version Of the 2D animated movie In the theaters mm. That made over $100 million <laughs> right. That's how crazy people are for this I'm in the theater watching, and there was a lot of people there, but oh. you know, not just kids. There was also adults without kids. Um, I saw a little more cosplay than I was expecting for a Lion King movie. People were like bringing stuff to, like Simbas oh. and stuff with them. People had like Lion King to a shirts. Movie? And, yeah, and these were like these were adults had them. Were they so. standing
0: up at the <laughs> end? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That would have been great, but uh, what well, I mean because
0: what what it says to and why why I'm sure this it's is a cult so it's disappointing is yeah. the, the original had amazing messages. It had amazing songs. It had you know yeah. it was really a powerful. It was the thing that when Disney does its movies correctly is like it's not just a kids movie with singing and talking animals. Yeah, right. It has a powerful message. It established
2: mm-hmm. the franchise for a reason. Yes. yes, people wanted to be into that into that in that orbit more, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and so. It is it does make it disappointing because,
2: and everything is
1: there because it's one of those movies that like it was like the Beauty and the Beast remake. Don't stray shot for shot, uh-huh. right. every beat, every single beat, every single song. It was exactly the same. So all of those things from the original movie in there, they're just copies. They're just pale imitations yeah. of the first movie.
2: Yeah. You haven't taken it any place.
1: Nowhere, no, literally no. nowhere. And there was, I think, they added one character, like a queen of the hyenas, which was again. Pointless. I'm like, well that's Nathan that, Lane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been more interesting if <laughs> it would have been Nathan Lane. But that was like, okay, you made one change that's meaningless. That doesn't yeah. th- there's a characters in
2: it for a couple of minutes. I of felt Street the same song. way about Smokey and Abandoned mm-hmm. Three. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Oh, I know. You're, that's <laughs> how they got you know that's how they got Gleason to do his agent got him to do nothing in common. You know that story? Really? Hey, Jackie's dying, right? Jackie's dying. And uh Tom Hank, they're trying to get him to play Hank's father mm-hmm. nothing comes. And his agent, he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't feel good. I don't. Know. And his agent finally, after a while, looks at uh, was on the phone with him and said, Jack, do you want your last movie to be Smokey and the Bandit Three? And he's like, I don't do it. <laughs>
0: Which is great that because nothing in common is a really good. It's yeah. it's it's one of those movies that like so under the radar. Yeah, but not, breaks your heart. It's it's amazing. And the two of them together. Yeah. And and all of it, you know, Tom Hanks dealing with a father mm-hmm. who hasn't taken care of himself and and. You know, an aging is really, Jackie Gleason is like, it was powerful to watch. such
2: pathos. I such mean, yeah. pathos. And for me, it broke my heart because that's my dad. My dad was Gleason. He was that. Gleason in, in smoking a band with a thin mustache and the yelling. That's my dad.
0: I'm going to go home and kick your mother in the bus. Yeah. <laughs> There's no
2: way you can come from my loins. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, it's great.
2: You want something? Hush puppies, daddy. We got no time for that crap. <laughs> but just to see and a message where he didn't take care of his kid and he didn't even take care of himself. So I think there was some moment in there where Hank's realized that it's not I'm not taking this personal even though I want a relationship. He doesn't know how to do it. Right. And then that just his face. Even the movie Gigo that he did. He was a, he was a French deaf mute. He was the lead in the movie, didn't utter
0: one line. Mm-hmm.
2: Brilliant if you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. because yeah, you can drink and do it. What's well, the it's, what it's, funny thing
0: like Jackie Gleason's obviously known as the Honeymooners and the big loud crazy mm-hmm. comedian and then the Smoky and the Bandit movies, but like you watch The Hustler? Oh yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and then you watch Nothing in Common, and some yeah. of the—I mean, like he, like you Pop, say, delicate condition. Oh man, yeah. he's—he could rip your heart out. Yes, he could. Yeah, he had it. He had, like you say, a pathos. He had a—he had a, a pain and a, and a yeah. darkness in his heart. Pryor that, had that too. Yeah,
2: Pryor had that big time for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You watch them in those—those those, some of those close-ups—and you just go, oh man. Yeah. I think a lot of really. Good comedians have that. Mm. Oh, for sure. You just yeah. have to have somebody ta- help you tap <clears throat> into it
2: and trust it. Yeah, a lot mm. of because a lot of what we do. I mean, I don't know about you that's guys. That's where comedians start, really, it, with you pain. Know? Yeah, it's yeah
1: because and then it, it develops from there pretty much. Well, the best ones for is sure. is that
2: where you start? So. Mine was mine was pain and uh, it was the pain of not fitting in and a defense mechanism. Sure, you know, so you oh, get yeah. your ass kicked on the school bus. Well, that's why I got it, bullied, but you know that's seventy five percent maybe well, yeah. <laughs> of comedians.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I think all of us had that sort of. <clears throat> Didn't fit in. outcast type. Had some kind of outcast vibe, somewhere, yeah. our neighborhood, our family, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how we dealt with it was the comedy. But underneath a lot of that with so many comedians is a lot of pain, yeah. some anger. And I think when it's tapped into correctly, when a comedian, and sometimes it takes a like specific director to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And because like you were, I think maybe you were about to say this, but like- well, we get afraid of it, yeah. Because to, to trust it, yeah. to trust it, because yeah. also because because we're 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 trained in the clubs where silence is like uh oh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like no no that's a that's a. I remember I did the first like dramatic play I did, mm-hmm. and there was these very heavy quiet moments in the theater, and I had to like. Not go. Oh fuck! I'm bombing. No, yeah. no, 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 they're, uh, they're, they're
1: listening. Yeah. It's they're the li- opposite. You want the quiet. If they are laughing there, then it's reversed. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, you don't want the laughter there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, it's also you're also being seen in a, in in a, in a light or in a vulnerable position that we're not used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, well, you don't show them your heart when you're doing stand up. You flash it, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't show it to them. And this and it, it's the moment between it. it for me, stand up is the energy from the audience and my energy going someplace else. When, I, when I'm acting it's the it's the space between the two actors mm-hmm. and there is no audience and that's the scary part. Yeah. Especially when like I remember when you gotta do um, I did a I had a, a drama I got a Criminal Minds did an episode of that and I had to cry because my daughter was abducted so and of course it's the first scene up on a Friday morning at 8 o'clock so right. I was like, <laughs> and I've just driven so I've been up and it's the first scene and, and, and you know people just wanna go home and you're a guest star you're getting two takes that's
0: it yeah. and we're moving
2: on <laughs> so you gotta I, I just know this you gotta be good quick. So uh, I can get to where I can get to emotionally, but it's getting past that spidey sense we have about the room. You know when you read a room? And you know you got to, you need to laugh, you tension and release the comic relief. Mm-hmm. That's innate in us. So it's getting past that boundary to get to where I need to be to cry. Yeah. Which I figured out how at to do at eight a.m. in the morning. At eight a.m. <laughs> in the morning. The hardest part is coming back because now for me it's like having Chaz Palmenteri in my nervous system. Like now you can't leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you opened up this door. Here's all that shit you were shoving down here. <laughs> yeah. And my, my wife is great. When I came home, I was like kind of twitchy because she knows when I got a dramatic scene. I'm be twitchy. And she's like, okay, you feel better about me? I said, okay, knock it off, Hamlet, all right? It was criminal mind. You didn't do King Lear. Let's keep moving.
0: You cried, and then they went to a commercial yeah. for Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, how's this going to end? And now a word from our sponsor. Yeah, they're going to catch the bad guy.
0: Yeah. I hate to break it to you.
1: <laughs> In 42 minutes.
2: Yeah. Um, so that
1: that's pretty much kind of what I expected from this film. I was kind of hoping it'd be a little bit more, but you could really tell... The studio just sat on Jon Favreau and said, "No, you know, you know what you did with the the Jungle Book? Yeah, we're not going to do that here. Just this is uh, here's the movie. Uh. Make it again." And uh, yeah, I doubt yeah, some, you can blame <laughs> him. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: There's no, no. way because Mm-mm. he's he's proven he's a fine director, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And and the studio just went, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah." This is Jungle Book isn't like this franchise cash cow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a classic, but yeah. it's not it's not what Lion King I
1: wouldn't done. be surprised if they told him look we're putting your name on the movie as director but you only got to show up once a week
0: so. yeah. <laughs> that's fine
1: yeah yeah. 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 Um, here's your shot list yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> here's how it's gonna shake out
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's the technical director he'll be doing most of the work. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's, that? who's that that's that's the queen hyena you'll get yeah, this. Yeah. and this
0: is the post super and they're yeah. gonna kind of dictate how yeah. you're gonna walk yeah. through this so <laughs> checks are gonna clear Have we'll it. still
1: pay into pension and health <laughs>
0: fine after yeah, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Favreau.
2: Oh there's there's no points. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, all right. So, in an, a Encounter uh, Programming News, you saw The Art of Self Defense. This is the Jesse Eisenberg martial arts comedy film. It's a
0: mar- and it's 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 a small little indie movie mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it because it's what it kind of reminded me of a lot of those really solid indie films that came out in the 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're so inundated, as was just discussed, with the franchises, the remakes, the sequels. Yep. So this movie, and it did a really good job of it gets this movie gets dark. right? Oh, it does. It does. It gets dark. How so? Um, well without spoiling it, so so this is in the trailer. Jesse Eisenberg is is a nerdy guy that gets bullied mm-hmm. and stumbles across a karate school. And he's like, "Oh, this! I want this!" And the and the the head instructor, the sensei, is this guy. I forget the actor's name, but mm-hmm. um, uh, Aaron, do you mind looking that up real quick? Um, is who plays this? Like he basically is playing a. S- straight version of the Martin Cove character in the Karate Kid, the guy from the evil dojo in oh, the yeah, Karate yeah. Kid. You know, yeah. Fear does not exist in this dojo. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Get him a body bag yeah, like yeah. that guy.
1: Well, this, uh, I was looking at the trivia and it said this was supposed to be a comedy remake of the Karate Kid like at one point in its development cycle. So
0: Yeah, it, but you know what they did? They made an excellent choice of not going big and wacky. right yeah. hmm the characters, they create this world and there's this tone in this world where this dojo and it's, it's, a, it's a city, it's a sort of a surreal place. Right. It's just a city, we don't know where it is. Any town USA. Any town mm-hmm. USA, there is, but even they like established, so, so early on in the film he gets attacked by a motorcycle gang where they all have helmets mm-hmm. and they don't know who it is and then you hear in the background on the TV, there's a band of motorcycles. Wow, no, that's great! Thugs coming to get <laughs> you. Uh, uh, officials are saying you to stay inside. If you do mm-hmm. go outside, get a gun. So it's almost like a monster movie, or a knife. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a very. It is. It's this. It's. It's surreal. It's not mm. like real world. He got button. There's real cops, and they try mm. to make it. No, no. It's this surreal world, and then he goes into this dojo, and it seems like it's going to be this refuge. But you kind of get the feeling something's off here. Mm-hmm this guy running the dojo is, something's off. And th- as that unfolds, it gets dark. And, but the shit that is said, the characters, and they did such a fine job, the director did a did a great job, um, of the actors and the writing, they say these things straight faced and the f- actors believe them mm-hmm. and they're hilarious. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, and I mean, I saw it last night in, the, in a theater at like a 10 o'clock showing on a Monday night. It, was, it wasn't packed, but it was, and it was getting laughs throughout the whole thing. And I was like, there was some hilarious shit in there. You know, all that stuff of like, you know, submitting your opponent and that's weak and you know- What are
1: the rules of the dojo, Graham?
0: The, the, the rules <laughs> of the dojo are no shoes on the mat, no food or drinks on the mat, bow when stepping on and off the mat, which is standard, always no. bring your belt, Wash your gi, respect your opponent, tap here or tap it. Tap or hear it snap or hear it snap. Um, Tap or take a nap, stay hydrated. Uh, If it works, use it. Guns are for the weak. (laughs) And there's all this stuff in there where he's like, you need to, what kind of music do you listen to? Mm. Um, adult contemporary, that's that's weak music. (laughs) You need to listen to metal, (laughs) you know? And he's just like, what kind of dog do you have? Oh, it's a, it's a. Is it is it a German? It's a Dachshund. Oh, so it's a German brand. Mm. German dogs are strong. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. all this crazy, they hilarious. They sleep shit. facing
2: Poland. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> really, it's really.
0: There's just hilarious stuff like that, and how Jesse Eisenberg then takes the training so seriously, and then. What transpires?
1: Is he in a class or is it like weird private lessons?
0: No, he's in a class. He's in a class. So there's the other. Because yeah, pe- I, I, in my head, I'm
2: going, how did this go bad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is there a camera in the back? And- <laughs> well,
0: that's the thing is there's like the class, and then they keep r- r- like, oh, that's only taught in the nighttime class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, what do you got to do to get the night? You got to get invited to get a mm-hmm. nighttime class. You know, so there's all this like, and the way they talk, and you know, you see the head, the head, the sensei starting he plays mind games with his students mm-hmm. and it's like it's I, I was laughing and then there's some intense stuff in there at the end and it works because it ran the you you run the risk of if you go too dark or too wacky mm-hmm. and you go outside of this tone that you've established then i would then i would have been like oh man this ain't this isn't real it takes yeah. the audience out of it, it takes the audience so it's
2: it, <laughs> it fair to say with the sensei is like there's a he's I don't know who the actor is, but is he charming enough where you you know you don't trust him, but you want to know more about him? Is that the kind of... Because that's the tricky he, yeah, part What's in the this.
0: actor's name, Aaron? Alessandro Nivola. Yes. Alessandro Nivola. So you've. what else has he been in? Like He was
2: Nicolas Cage's brother in Face Off.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's been a character actor for a while. He's played a bad guy. Yeah. So he knows so there's parts of yes so your yeah, question is that, that's the
2: in, in, in my head because I'm thinking like an actor that's the pivotal role for the movie because you gotta be able he's gotta have
0: that push pull kind of he's likable and you're like and you see why everyone wants he's to. smiling but he's got a knife yes he's he's he knows I can I know I can manipulate you yeah I'm gonna get you to follow me because I'm an excellent martial artist and mm-hmm. I'm a really and he, so he knows how to lead and command people which is what it would take to run a martial arts school yeah like I've studied a bunch of martial arts. So I've met like good instructors and some of them, you can see when their ego comes through, some mm-hmm. of them are true to the beliefs. And and this guy, you can start to, see, at first you think, oh, he's really true to the beliefs of the dojo and the rules of, of Bushudo. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see like, why is he trying to sell me insurance? Wait a yeah. Minute. yeah, like little, like well, that's a weird. That seems like an ego move, or he's messing with or me. Or that
1: seems like a stretch from the samurai code. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> or there's some other. There's a motive behind that that isn't authentic or real, or mm-hmm. or or not. It's real, but it's not it's appropriate. It's not honorable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He talks all this honorable, you know, thing. I mean, that was again going back to the Karate Kid of you know, Mr. Miyagi would say when he was talking about the Cobra Kai dojo is he was like, it's it's not bad students, it's a bad instructor. And this Mm -hmm. instructor, Martin Cove, is teaching them the wrong thing about combat and pain and, Mm -hmm. and hurting people. And so that's, so this is, you start to hear some of the language that makes you go, I see why they're enticed by this guy. And then I also see how he's like, manipulating people and Uh getting people to follow, you know, like he's almost like a demagogue, you know, like he's, he's the way he does it. So, and it's so subtle how the filmmaker does it. The casting is really good. The script is good. And direction is good. It's really like, go see this film. This is like, I, I always want to support these indie movies because they don't get wide releases. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go to your local cineplex and there's 12 screens and nine of them are, Superhero movies, superhero movies, right. or okay. the remakes, or the whatever. Yeah. And, and Lion then,
1: King was playing every thirty minutes at the theater.
0: Right. There's yeah. Lion King on three, four screens. There's mm. Spider Man on four screens. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's all the big budget things, and then there's Toy Story four, and then there's this thing,
2: mm-hmm. and see at a ten o'clock on Monday. At night. a ten o'clock yeah, on a Monday. Sure. You know,
0: like <laughs> it, it's it's playing in L. A. It's in a handful of theaters. I don't know what it's like around the rest of the country, but but honestly, I cannot recommend this film enough. It's so good. And I wish I could do a spoiler to mm. talk about the ending and everything, because mm. I was like, oh man, this is really, really cool. So anyway, I can't recommend it enough. Cool. All right,
1: Adam, now you saw David Crosby, Remember My Name. Remember My Name. So this, yeah. is doc- this is a documentary. This
2: is a documentary about what? David Crosby. Where'd you see it? Uh, Landmark. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Nice, so I had my feet up. <laughs> yes, that's important. It was important. nice, I got to pick my seat. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was lovely, and it was a lot, a lot of silver ponytails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Now, not counting David Crosby, we're, we're not counting David Crosby, <laughs> silver of silver ponytails. ponytails. <laughs> I was with my wife, and I was going, "Hmm, okay, we, we the, might be the youngest. Bit. I'm the youngest. Guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I might need a high chair." For this. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was looking forward to because that that the album is is um, I wasn't uh, I was too young when the album came out to have it. To, uh, I went backwards because mm-hmm. punk was the edge, and I wasn't that angry. And I played the guitar a little bit and. Mm-hmm. I remember when Punk came out, and I was like, I, I, I identified with the with the energy of it, but I was like, Don't these guys rehearse? I can do this, you know, <laughs> as a guitar player. Um, so I was looking forward uh, to seeing this. Apparently, heroin is bad for you.
0: What? Yes, That's I don't new. know if you want
2: to believe the propaganda, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but. So that, I was looking- Is that a theme? <laughs>
0: yeah. I thought it was like a health food, like nah. goji berries nah, or the quinoa. First, the
2: first time they say it's good food, oh. and then you're chasing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The first time's like the original Lion King. <laughs>
1: ah.
2: <laughs> um, but everyone's pissed at him. Every, no one's talking to him anymore. He was, in, he was in three great groups. He was in The Birds. Uh, he was in uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. No one's talking to him.
0: Really?
2: Nobody's talking, and no one tells you why. I know what Neil Young. They mentioned Wise because he said something about uh, his new girlfriend on a radio interview, and they aired it, and that's why Neil Young is pissed at him. Graham Nash actually, and they didn't even agree to be in it. You could see that the interviews they took from Graham Nash and everything else was from another project. They just they just oh, lifted God. the interviews to talk about David, and mm-hmm. you know he's seventy something years old. He has eight stints in his heart. He had a new liver. They don't mention it. He's the father of Melissa Etheridge's baby. They don't mention it. Wait, he's the father? Of Melissa. So you had to get, get all this information. He was the sperm, I just knew this going in. Oh, he was okay. the, the sperm donor if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I I of Melissa
1: I can either confirm or deny I that.
2: can <laughs> Can we look that up? He is, yeah, he is. Yeah. And he and, and he played the dojo guy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, he is. Yeah, he's that's why everyone's mad at and him. And they don't even this you. asshole dojo yeah, This mm-hmm. is why I was disappointed.
2: There were so many questions of, oh, I'll find out about this and how that happened. They did not even bring it up. Oh. They show him going to play these lousy gigs, you know, at seventy years old by himself in these little theaters, and they cut back to uh, footage. There was a great scene with him, actual news footage of a Beatles press conference where he's in the back and they actually ask who he is which is cool. He hates Morrison uh, because Morrison was a one night at the whiskey. Morrissey? He hates Morrison. No, Morrison. Okay. Mar- <laughs> Ma- Morrissey likes, but he makes him cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, he hates Jim Morrison. Really? Yeah. Uh, the, and the reason that I got from that is one night at the Whiskey-A-Go-Go, he was drunk yeah. or high or something, and uh, Jim Morrison came over and took his sunglasses off and said, you can't hide from me. And that was the big infraction, so he's had that. The guy's been dead since 1970 well that's a good thing to hold on to for decades (laughs) Mm -hmm. he's doing the scene up in Laurel County. there's a picture of Morrison I still can't stand him I'm like the guy's dead yeah let it go (laughs) he took your sunglasses off that's again no reason for give me the reason for all this why people won't talk to you Graham Nash said he ripped the heart out of uh, CSN and he ripped the heart out of CSNY why? I don't want to talk about it. What, what is this? My family? Yeah. Are you sweeping everything under the rug? So, so you... I was going there to find, as a fan, to get questions answered, and I, I didn't get is one Is this the answer. first
1: documentary that um, raises more questions than it answers? Well,
2: <laughs> that's what they should put on there. A senseless grab of money. Yeah. <laughs> But and and my my disappointment was Cameron Crowe actually conducts the interviews. Mm-hmm. Um and the ones that they actually did. Yeah, the, the one that he did with him, ones. just him. Okay. He's at the house and he he was the executive producer and mm-hmm. he, at some point didn't you know as just as a fan as a music fan, don't you say we really need to answer these questions, Damon? Yeah, yeah. No, nothing. You accomplished nothing in it.
1: Well, maybe there is an entire um archive of footage where Cameron Crowe did ask those questions yeah. that were answered um, and yeah. uh, and uh David Crosby, I don't want any of that in the movie.
0: Well, that's disappointing <laughs> because yeah. it's what a what a missed opportunity. Yeah, all you, those things I didn't know any of those things that you brought up that yeah. you already know. So that, that, going you, to find out. You, you, you should me, have
1: made the documentary. Yes. Yeah, that would have given us more insight. If
0: all those things were answered, I'd be like, I'm going to go see this today. Yeah. yeah. But now it's like.
2: Yeah, it's like, and it's not like it's a movie you need to see the effects on a screen. You don't really mm-hmm. need to see it in a in a in a theater because it's not that type of. Not that type of production. I would
1: have liked to have gotten some insight on the character, on the uh, on the subject. It sounds like nothing was really uh,
2: nothing really yeah. was. I mean, he just he and it didn't seem to me like he was he was upset that that this is the state of state of affairs. But it didn't seem to me like he's um was it was genuinely making an effort to correct it. I mean, they mm-hmm. even said like, well, why don't you just go knock on Neil's door and say you're sorry? He's like, I don't know where he lives. That was the answer. Wow! I don't even know where he lives. You know, he's
0: I mean? just a bitter old dick. Yeah. I'm
2: like, it's go on get, You can find it on the internet. I'm pretty yeah. sure.
1: Why don't you go on eBay and buy one of Jim Morrison's sunglasses yeah. and break it? Make these with then, yeah, a dick. Yeah, Start yeah, there. Yeah, and then I, uh, yeah. and then put the, the remains on his grave. Then yeah. you're even.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted it. I wanted more. I went in with a lot of expectations, and nothing was was really. Satisfying. It wasn't wasn't an answer to anything. I did enjoy when they went up to Laurel Canyon because they drove down Sunset and all the stuff that they did in the '60s. All that stuff is still here. The whiskey's still here. Mm -hmm. The house that they wrote "Our House" about, that Graham Nash wrote "Our House" about, is still there. So he's outside looking in, which was pretty cool. He talked about Joni Mitchell, how he was in love with Joni Mitchell, and he there was a couple of selfless moments that I thought were great. Um, Grant after he met Joni in Florida and brought her back here and exposed her to this. The Laurel Canyon scene, um, they broke up, and uh, he said, I produced her first album, I don't think I did a very good job, but I did capture what she was about, and I was very glad that her and Graham ended up together, Graham Nash, not you, her and Graham Nash ended up together because Graham was the right guy for her. So he had that kind of selflessness to, mm-hmm. to be able to see that, but then the rest of it just was like, like come on. What a bummer. I mean, you feel bad for him because he's got like eight stints in his heart, he's a diabetic, he's like, he's in rough shape. He's got somebody else's liver. They didn't even they didn't even mention that.
1: Hmm. You
2: know? Wow. Was
1: that the trade? He has Melissa Etheridge's liver? Yeah, I'll give you the I baby, but yeah, I need yeah. a
0: liver. Yeah. <laughs> a baby for a liver. Yeah. I think seems fair.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's such a bummer because I would have loved to see... I don't even know where
2: she lives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where she lives. I could put this I would, in the mail. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would love to see the... If they would have been able to get the interviews with the Neil Youngs and mm-hmm. those guys going... Apparently, I don't want to talk about
2: it because I went, I went on YouTube and I, I found... I found the, uh, um, the interview from the clip they showed in the film of Graham Nash, and they actually asked him the question, well, what happened? How did he
0: rip the heart out of it? I don't want to talk about it.
2: Graham Nash doesn't even want to talk about it.
0: Eh. Wow. So it's a documentary that no one wanted to make or talk about. Yeah. I, yeah,
2: I, yeah. I get, but James How do Jones does the to voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He I can remember. still sing. He can still sing. Right. How um, do you
1: present that to investors? Here's, we're going to make a documentary, right. but it's not going to answer any questions and no one wants to talk
2: about it. Yeah. I th- I think the same way they said, John Favreau, your name's going on. Cameron Crowe, yeah. David Crosby, mm-hmm. give me money. Okay. Right.
0: <laughs> right. That's all you had to yeah. do to sell it. Yeah. Cameron Crowe, David Crosby, they went, sure. Mm. Yeah. Because a doc like this has probably got a 500000 to a million dollar budget.
2: Mm. It sounds yeah, like I mean, it, didn't, it didn't seem like there was a lot of, you know... What are, you, what are you paying for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They went on a road with them with a, a small crew. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Probably went that. The travel cost, probably some licensing fees to mm-hmm. some old stuff. Yeah. And again, the licensing fees to get the, the uh, interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hmm the they footage. were high. <laughs> Yeah. And the footage, I mean, the, the, the historical footage, the, the Beatles thing was cool. Um, yeah. You're probably right.
0: Licensing mm-hmm. fees, post, and a little bit of travel. Mm-hmm. Million that's, bucks. That's cool. it. But, but but at least it
2: didn't answer Need any no questions. Insurance. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's more vague. <laughs> what do you want for a million
1: bucks? <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: All right. So,
1: well. David Crosby. See this uh, documentary if you want to be befuddled. Yeah. On <laughs> why it was made. <laughs> just, yeah.
0: I wasn't that confused about yeah. David Crosby yeah. until now. Yeah, until now I saw I this am,
1: documentary about his life. Yeah, I'm remember wrong.
2: my name. It yeah. should be David Crosby. Don't ask any questions. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, Graham, we've got some Patreon sponsors this, know, Chris, uh, this week. You know, Chris, I'm so
0: excited, and I really appreciate the Patreon folks.
1: They, they come by every month. It's been God great. I and love a them. a lot of uh, um, recurring uh, Patreon sponsors and uh, one new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Roland's promoting his novel, Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel, which follows the exploits of the amused Calliope and her mortal lover, T.S., on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America dot com. Fanboy Planet is a website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Check out interviews with industry insiders and artists FanboyPlanet.com FanboyPlanet.com And from Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death. One cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday wherever podcasts are found. Check, out, uh, uh, check them out at CoffeeOverSuicide.com CoffeeOverSuicide.com and Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle podcast and host of Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. They were recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. Check out alicefrazier.com with an S, alicefrazier.com. And the art podcast with Rebecca Evans. When we move past hesitation, we're true to ourselves, we find our own art and life. New episode with artist Mickey Caputo, theartpodcasts.com with an S. And an Aussie Noir book, The Murder of Jeremy Brooks. The Police said it was a mugging gone bad. She thinks it was a targeted attack. Um, so check out this um, Australian thriller. More info at tonymcfadden.net slash JB. Tony McFadden, uh, M-C-F-A-D-D-E-N dot net slash JB. All right. Thanks, Patronis.
0: Yes, we did it. Mm -hmm. Um, We appreciate everybody. Uh, You go to patreon.com slash Nerds. You can support the show any number of levels. Uh, If you do $50 a month, we'll read your business like Christus did. So that's fantastic.
1: And, Graham, we've got some trailers. Oh, my God. And they are queued up. Now, this one, there's two uh, trailers that I picked, even though with all the stuff that dropped at Comic-Con, these are still two trailers that people are going nuts over on the Internet for different reasons. So let's check out the first one, Top Gun Maverick.
0: Maverick, I'm excited for this. Every time
1: I heard this was announced, I thought it
2: was a joke. Like, well, they're
0: not really uh-huh. going to make that movie. Yeah.
1: I
2: don't know. Now right, there's a trailer. What? The nice thing about uh, Tom Cruise at his age. Uh, Hold who, on. What?
0: Something's not plugged in, Aaron. Sorry, yeah, the audio cable's not plugged in. It's on Chris's
2: side of the table. How old is Tom Cruise? I think he's old enough to board the plane 50, early, 50, early. No. 50, Fifty-seven 50, years old. Wow. Fifty-seven. Is this one it?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Hey. So, he's um, you know, people say like uh, he's fifty-seven, but you got to remember, uh. actors and actresses in Hollywood have a a staff of people to make them look younger. Everything from nutrition. Yeah, how do you to, get uh, that? Yeah, to uh, um, you know, dietitians to personal trainers. It's it doesn't just happen. You know, it's probably hundreds of thousands of dollars spent into staving off the aging process. Uh-huh. Okay. Some are more successful at it than others, for go. sure. And uh, yeah. Tom Cruise also has a warlock that helps him.
2: <laughs> 30 plus years of service. Combat medals, citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes. Just in kind in the 40 danger year. zone. Huh? Yet yeah, you can't get a promotion. You won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die.
1: Well, Tom Cruise is not needed for any of the trailer shots so far. It's a plane and a hand.
0: I'm so in. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even matter. (laughs) It don't matter. Here
2: you are. That's it, Aaron. Yeah. Captain. What is that? Apparently, he doesn't have the nutritionist. Yeah. It's one of life's mysteries, sir.
0: You've never made it past Captain? I
1: love it. At <laughs> 57, I'm still Captain? Oh, God.
0: Tom Cruise is like, I need to fly this
1: for real. Yes. <laughs> Remember, you did tours of uh, military bases. Were there a lot of 57-year-old pilots?
0: Uh, that, that rode off <laughs> motorcycles and looked like Tom Cruise? Yeah. Not that I've seen. Oh, there's another volleyball
1: scene? Oh, there's gotta be another beach party. Shut there. Are
0: the Russians the bad guys again? They have
1: to be. First of all, there's snow. <laughs>
2: The or they're going, going after member. Seattle. You kind of set it for extinction.
1: Or, or Canada,
2: maybe so,
0: sir.
1: But not today.
2: Yeah, I'm in.
0: I'm in. Come
2: on. It's 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 going to be you know it's going to be the same. I'm going and I'm going to enjoy it again, but. I'm, it's not means I'm not going to let talk to me, Goose.
0: D- ha! Of course, ha!
1: there is a built-in audience that will see that movie. I'm one regardless. of the people. It's I'm us. Built in. It's
0: guys in our age group yep. <laughs> who saw this movie when we were in high school and mm. are like, yeah.
1: Here's also a built-in audience to see this next uh, movie, oh. which will not be us. The cats. This is cats. Finally, it made a cats movie.
0: Oh, meow, 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 meow. Mm.
1: Now this could have used a CG makeover. Hmm. Just make them actual cats, no. not weird, human-cat weird with, uh... human cat hybrids with. Oh my god, it looks so creepy.
2: Yeah. I can't get past that willful suspension of disbelief. You gotta, you gotta bring me a little further.
1: I feel like this is asking for an unwillful suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Why are cats wearing coats? Yeah. If you find the meaning. Okay, but there are they are in human homes. Uh-huh. They did make big sets to make yes, them look small. Uh-huh. They're big chairs and big beds.
2: Come, on. we're about to
1: begin. Here we go! Ha ha! Oh my god! Okay, I I take back my initial. Uh, um, Impression that this is for a certain audience. I don't think this movie is for anyone.
0: (laughs) I think people are gonna love it.
2: Really? I do. Good cast.
1: like King's speech. very different.
0: <laughs> As a choreographer from Hamilton, I think this movie's gonna... I, I think it's gonna blow up. Yeah. I think musical nerds... Yeah. I think they're gonna love this. is everything you need. Yep.
1: I don't know. This could be a musical show, Girls. Where it blows up for the wrong reason. <laughs> Judi Dench is a cat overlaid with I'm telling you graphics. Chris
0: you if you think like a musical theater nerd you're gonna love this all right I'm
1: skeptical you guys think it'll explode I think it will implode
0: <laughs> I think musical <laughs> theater nerds are gonna love it yeah right. somebody just sort of watched fl- the the, the Look, Maverick trailer this, this 8.4 million views, views yes just for the trailer alone 89 thousand likes 223 thousand dislikes mm-hmm. if that that's We're not going to watch this trailer.
1: That tells you that uh, there's definitely people watching it for sure. So, yeah, I'm actually curious to see how it plays out because that's the first trailer. Uh Let's see what the next trailer looks like. The other thing which is interesting, too, sometimes with movies like this, the trailers are showing you a um, early version of the visual effects. Yeah. So it's entirely possible, like, there's certain tweaks to the character designs and facial expressions might actually change as the movie progresses.
2: Uh, you know, I heard there was outrage they had to cut the litter box scene
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but if you look at it like laymiz Miz and Moulin Rouge; those movies did quite well, for mm. sure. So this will too. Mm-hmm. I just there's no, with, with the 8.4 million views, yeah, they're the, just not talking to us. Yeah, it's not. It's not for us. Just like none of the people watching that trailer watched the Maverick trailer and went, "Yeah, just like us." They went, "Oh God." But, what, no, who but cares? no one watched
1: Les Mis and go, "Oh, all the characters look really off-putting and make me uncomfortable." Mm. So. But that was
0: the yeah. point of Cats, though. Cats <laughs> was sure. off-putting when you saw it live. Yeah. This is. Yeah. This is not for you.
1: No, I concur. You know,
0: so. okay. All it's,
1: right, so it, let's see how it does. I, I wonder if it'll. Uh, um, I wonder if we get nominated for like any musical awards. It will. For,
2: you think? Yeah. Yeah, there's a might, little mm-hmm. bunch of money behind it and talent. Well, well
1: and you know, it'll get the uh, the crazy Golden Globe category musical or comedy film. it'll get. It'll
0: it'll look. It'll get. It'll get nominated Ooh. for costume. It'll get nominated right. for. Soundtrack, it'll get nominated. You Maybe know.
1: even set design for giant chairs. Set
0: design, yeah. big Lily Tomlin <laughs> chairs. Yeah. It'll, uh, it'll, <laughs> the Lily Tomlin Award.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Graham, so we have some DVD and Blu-ray releases. Oh, We have yeah. Alita, Battle Angel. Um, the best compliment I heard for this film was like, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. That's, that's the best I've heard about <laughs> this movie. I didn't suck hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I haven't been on a flight long enough yet mm-hmm. to justify watching
1: this. No, me either.
0: But I'm going to Russia in September, and when I do that, I'm mm-hmm. sure I'll watch this movie.
1: Oh, you'll be able to watch eight movies. I'll, yeah, it'll be what, one. The- what is the flight from well it's a bunch of flights oh
0: it's like I go you go LA to Newark Newark to Geneva Geneva mm-hmm. to Switzerland so it's like
1: no mm. you get a lot of movies in yeah <laughs> and uh Hell, Hellboy the new Newark's release. the worst stop yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> you'll have, they, they
1: have the worst. they're never on time there. in Newark
2: <laughs> they're never on time and LaGuardia too because the runways are short so you yeah. come in hey! oh well yeah. You know you're in trouble when you land and the flight attendant's kissing the ground like, we made it
0: again! Yeah. <laughs> I was, the first time I ever flew into LaGuardia, I was like a kid, I was like 11 or 12 years old, and I was like, I just see water, I just see water, I just see water, yeah. where's the runway? And then it just pops up at the last second, and you're yeah. like, ooh, oh, that's off-putting.
1: <laughs> um, so, Hellboy. speaking of a plane, I saw the first half on an airplane, mm-hmm. all I needed to see. Okay. That was, uh, yeah, it was not a good movie. Although we had a guest talk about it. Was it Mike Siegel who saw yeah, it? I believe so. um, everything he said was pretty much dead on. And he didn't, he didn't read the comics, so he didn't even know how accurate he was. Like he was saying, oh, it feels like it was taken from all these pieces of different stories. And I'm watching it. And we talked about it before. It's exactly what happened. Like they have all these, Hellboy has all these intricate storylines that span different times and places and legends and mythology. Hmm. And the worst thing you can do for uh, an hour and a half to two hour film is take a scene from each one of those stories and then put it together like you're watching some weird supernatural highlight reel, mm. and uh, <clears throat> that's what happened to this film. It wasn't a coherent story. It wasn't uh, the the characters like made no sense because you're seeing them for one scene each, and then even like the character designs, like even Hellboy looked off or weird. Like uh, like I thought. Guillermo del Toro's um, films were fantastic. I mean, Ron Perlman, he really looked like Hellboy, but... With the two urinal cakes on his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought they were goggles at first, yeah. but...
2: Uh, yeah, but they, they never came down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ever. They were... Um, yeah, because it's his horns he shaved yeah. off. So, uh, so I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, like, they couldn't get the tone right. They couldn't get the story right. And, and it was one of those movies where no one knew what to do with the franchise. So what they did is they concentrated on, like... Let's make it g- weird and scary, and uh, we'll curse a lot, and make like you know, just make it violent. And they had no idea what to do with the characters of the story, so uh, the first half was a mess. I can only imagine what the second half was. But yeah, when
2: they made Batman darker, there was <clears throat> it was a cohesive darkness, and we're going to do this, and it all it all fit.
1: And it, it it they didn't grab source material from twenty different Batman stories, mm. you know, for one movie. It's you know they they grabbed a lot from Dark Knight and. You know, and uh, even the Nolan ones grabbed a lot from like the, um, was it the Long Halloween? I think it was one of the noir stories. And uh, um, but this one, it was like, what are you you doing? I mean, yeah, these are all great stories. But, you know, if you're grabbing one scene from each one, it it makes no sense. So it was a real misfire. So which is a shame because I don't think we're going to see another Hellboy anything for a long time because of this which was but it's not Hellboy's fault <laughs> and it's not Mike Mignola's fault it was really it's not a, Hellboy's uh, yeah. fault, yeah. yeah and it was real uh, it Hate was the a game not to play yeah yeah it was a real <laughs> miss by the filmmakers <laughs> um, Missing Link this was the um, the stop-motion animated movie by Ardman studios they always do oh no it wasn't Ardman. it was um I think Laika uh, Aaron can you check that who the studio was for Missing Link Either one, there aren't that many companies in the world doing stop motion animation anymore. I think there's literally two. It's like Aardman, uh, I think in the Was UK. Is this the same studio then,
0: that did Kubo? And no. And then,
1: like, that's what I'm, I'm not sure of. It's either, there's only two. It's it's Kubo and Wallace and Gromit. Those are the, <laughs> those are the only two. <laughs> it's Wallace and Gromit. It's Leica. It's like, no, no, Leica is not Wallace and Gromit. No. Mm mm. Leica is uh, Kubo. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Kubo. And, um, It was. It's one of those movies that really looks like again where the trailers just kind of make it like a goofy kids movie. But that studio always puts cool and interesting things in their movie, but you never know it by the Mm -hmm. by the trailer. So it's one of those movies that I kind of want to see because I like the studio Uh because I know they would do something interesting with it. Uh, They did Coraline, Box Trolls, and there was always something interesting in every one of those movies. Yes, yeah, Um, Travis, uh, uh, Travis. (laughs) Yeah, Triumph's night and he because he did Kubo, and then he went on to do uh, Bumblebee. Um, so wow.
0: I, I, Nike does stop motion animation.
1: Well, just do it. Well, let me put it this way: Nike's dad funds it.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, Why yeah. is
0: he in the van?
2: Yeah. He's got the van. Yeah, the yeah. Van. <laughs> His dad's funding it. I'm sure. I'm sure that that's a factor. Next, yeah. frame. <laughs> Next frame. Next frame. Next frame.
0: Can we have this character Mm. jog Yeah, or cross trainers at some point?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, it depends. Uh, Like, are are you the owner of Nike or the owner of the downtown hardware store? Nike? Mm. Yeah, okay. okay. My dad has some notes.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He wants... People are walking too slow. He wants there
0: to be uh, a fitness scene in this. Can Uh, we
2: use the sound effect to go swoosh?
0: Yeah, can we...
1: Where We need a scene where one character shames the other one for not having the right sneakers. Can we we have that that somewhere? Can
2: the bad guy wear Reeboks? Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 And the uh, next movie is Master Z, uh, the Ip Man legacy. It's interesting how no matter what martial arts movie that comes out, if they can figure out a way to put Ip Man in the title, they will. They yeah. will.
0: In this movie, I don't know how it even got a release here. I don't know if right. it did. But I, yeah, it's, I, no, it, it
1: got released here for uh, probably not theatrically, but yeah, just right. DVD.
0: It got a real. Uh, mm-hmm. It did not get a theatrical release. I no. don't think. Maybe it was VOD. But
1: and uh, the next one is Critters Attack, and what? What? It, it, it's what? interesting. What? this is starting to happen now? Like um, in the eighties, there were all of these like direct-to-video mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, horror movies. Leprechaun was another great one. Uh, ghoulies, mm-hmm. the, all the full moon pictures, movies like uh, demonic toys mm-hmm. and beaches. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. Yep.
1: Beaches yeah. definitely was one of those. So it makes sense in like you know remake frenzy uh, that even these tiny little uh, um, you know direct to video <laughs> horror movies are getting remade because they're keeping the budgets low. You know they're trying to cash in on the the franchise and uh, um, they're just remaking them all now too because I, th- I think there was a there was a new. Uh, um, there was a new Puppet Master movie like remember those, those well I mean, we've oh, talked
0: about yeah, this yeah. before with yeah. with low budget horror that you don't need bankable stars no so no.
1: you're selling I dare you you're to name, the genre I yeah. dare, you, dare you name one actor in Critter's Attack
2: <laughs> I can't even name the Critter
1: yes <laughs> even after you saw all the headshots try to name one yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter I don't know any yeah. of these people yeah it doesn't matter because they're not that's not where they're spending the money can you scream hey yeah. put on these Nikes yeah
2: <laughs> you're a movie star
1: yeah And don't make eye contact with my dad. Mm -hmm. So, So, uh, G&J OutCritters Attack, uh, once again, on DVD and Blu-ray. All right. And uh, the site spotlight. And we are still doing the closeout of the uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour merchandise. 25% off for the end of the month. But come August 1st, it will be gone. There is some stuff left. Uh, It is going fast. We do have a lot of the DVDs left. But some of the shirts, the uh, sizes are definitely out.
0: Once it's gone, it's gone, guys. No more Thrilling Adventure Hour merch.
1: Yeah, so check it out, and if you want something, um, you have to move on it before August first because we will be taking it down then. All right, and premiering this week, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Cannot wait for I'm so this movie. For this. it looks so I, good. It looks
2: good, I, but I want it to be more about the murders, <coughs> and because the trail is like, well, it could be.
0: You know, yeah I don't know yeah, yeah. I don't Could know be that's, about Manson. that's that's my question yeah. too is yeah. it
2: about Manson or is yeah. it just about I'm I'm a little gun shy, cuz I went into the last documentary with questions and nothing got answered <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So but I would re- I, I, you know make it make it, it cuz the trailer is kind of well is it about this Leonardo this actor right. who used to be or is it about the Manson murders
1: mm-hmm. like, what is, you know, or is well, it my, about Brad Pitt being a stuntman Yeah or is, is it about Brad,
2: yeah. Brad Pitt being a stuntman My
0: guess is or maybe this is my hope mm. is because there's that scene in the trailer where um He's hanging out at the Manson family and goes, "Uh uh-oh. My guess is they did a good job Mm -hmm. and made an actual trailer that just teases you like, the first third of the movie is basically what the trailer is, and then the second two-thirds are all about him navigating the crazy Manson family and all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. that
1: could certainly happen because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, so that means it's between two and three hours. So there's yep. plenty of yeah. things that
2: can happen in that It's time. nice when the first act is 60 pages. And yeah. <laughs> he's a guy
0: that would have control over his trailer. He's not going to let the studio cut together a stupid trailer. Mm-hmm. No. That reveals too much well, of Well, the... if he cut it it, it's, it, it, it didn't answer the question I wanted mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. in, you know? But I think he di- I think it does what... A good trailer should. Mm-hmm. Gives you
2: just enough. Just enough. Just it makes enough you go, like, oh, nah.
0: well, I got to find out. I, I either got to find...
2: I don't know if I'm going to the movie, but I'm going to find out more about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. All right. Well, listen, hey, in bastards, Hitler died in the yeah. movie theater. So. Whoa, spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So.
1: <laughs> and uh, another documentary coming this weekend is Mike Wallace is here now.
2: Only for 60 minutes. So I have a... <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I will say, most likely, the Mike Wallace documentary will probably shed a lot more light on David Crosby.
0: Let's hope so. This is where the Crosby questions are answered is in the Mike Wallace interview. (laughs) This could be intriguing. Again, if it's done correctly, there's a lot about Mike Wallace I'd like to know. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a great, if you go on YouTube, there's a great interview as a young Mike Wallace interviewing uh, Rod Serling. Oh, cool. They're both smoking cigarettes on TV. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And Rod Serling... There was
1: probably a cigarette assistant back oh, then God. to make sure everything yeah. was lit or... Yeah. No, no, yeah.
0: Um, just butane right mm, into the yeah. lighters. Uh <laughs> And where Rod Serling's talking about this new TV series, this science fiction TV series called uh, in um, you know Twilight Zone. And it's so great because at that point, Serling had written a lot of Playhouse 90 and those, mm-hmm. those live... Mm-hmm. Live uh, TV. Live TV. And he talks about in the Mike Wallace interview how the sponsors would censor him. So he's like for, for bringing up hard social issues and racism and all this stuff. And he goes, no, this new series is just fun science fiction, which is so hilarious yeah, yeah. when you know the hard social commentary mm-hmm. of the Twilight Zone. Rod Serling went, okay, if I put it in outer space, I can talk about anything and they won't bother me. yeah, so yeah that's, that's what that's he true. did. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a fantastic interview. It's just, go on YouTube, I'm almost, it's Mike Wallace and Rod Serling from like 1959. It was well, such
1: an influence too. You know, you could see that influence in Gene Roddenberry when he made Star mm-hmm. Trek, and the morality plays when he put in the shows. It's like, oh, yeah, well, Twilight Frank Gorshin's half
2: black, half white. It's mm-hmm. a space
0: movie. Yeah, yeah it's a space TV <laughs> show. What's the problem? It's like, it's like uh, Rod Serling wrote the original Planet of the Apes.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. which is
0: scathing commentary on the human race. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I'm excited for this Mike Wallace interview. Hopefully, they'll have that Rod Serling thing in there. But if you, it, regardless, go online and watch Mike Wallace interview Rod Serling.
1: That's online now? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. I'll check Black that out.
0: Black and white, sure. cigarette smoke, cream. <laughs> 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 I'll walk it's a fa- mile for a camel. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They probably both got cocktails in front of them. Oh, like, it's doubt. fantastic.
1: So, oh my God, that is our show. That is covered it. Covered a lot of material.
0: lock it down, yep, post it up. Um, 600's coming. It's yep. yep. right around the corner, kids. So so uh,
1: Adam where uh, can people find you, you online get,
2: you can get me uh, at Adam Ferrara, uh, Twitter Instagram Facebook uh, I, I just launched a podcast today actually so uh, congratulations uh, thank you it's called <laughs> the Adam Ferrara our podcast uh, 30 minutes you'll never get back
1: <laughs> so it's wherever
2: you get your podcast and uh, why women kill on CBS all access starts uh, streaming in August any road dates coming up or? Uh, yeah you can go to my website have a, uh, I, got a I got a couple of corporates I think I met oh I'm at the draft house in August in uh, uh, Virginia uh, I'm at the West Palm Improv the end of uh, end of August. and I, Oh, I'm taping my new uh, comedy album uh, at Gotham in September nice. in New York City. Yeah, that's cool. And if I could put out a call, if anyone can find me an access to... I want to see the movie uh, Tear the Roof Off, which, which was a documentary about uh, Parliament Funkadelic. It was a festival oh, wow. film. Yeah, it was a festival film, I think, in Chicago. And I I can see the minute trailer, and I can't find it anywhere. So if anybody knows... Tear the roof off. It's okay. a story about uh, George Clinton and P Funk. Email me at theadamferrara.com and uh, you'll be doing a, a fellow Funketeer a, a big name. <laughs> I'm a Funketeer, baby. And hopefully, it's better than the David Crosby documentary.
0: Well, yes. well it, 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 it
2: might,
1: it might uh, answer some funky questions.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> they better not funk it up. Yeah, uh, I did.
2: Remember, remember VH1 the list. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, okay, so I did that with George Clinton. I got a contact high walking past his dressing room. Dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: I did that with Peter Tork from the Monkees. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's so cool. That was.
0: And what's it, I forget his name from uh, in Living Color? Vernon Reed? Yes. Yeah. No, no. The other the the lead the singer.
2: singer. Um, yeah, I could see his who? face. Corey Glover. Glover. Yeah, I did it mm-hmm. with Corey Who Glover. Who was in Platoon. Yep. Wow. He was in Platoon. Peter, Tork, In this documentary about David Crosby, Peter Tork gave him 25 grand to buy a boat after he, after he got thrown out of the birds. Wow. Yeah, so uh, McGuinn threw him out. Of, again, not talking to him. Won't yeah. tell me why. <laughs> um, he, he got thrown out of the birds, and uh, he went to Peter Tork. He said, I want to buy this schooner, and he gave him 25 grand, he went down to Florida. And that was the boat that he ran to when the, when the FBI was looking for him. Peter Tork
0: boat. Peter Boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Peter Torqueboard. I'm gonna write that down. Peter hashtag Peter Torqueboard. Yep. Yeah. So mother. if you need a boat, <laughs> <laughs> Torque's your, guy. Torque's your that's guy. That's what we're going. Go to Peter <laughs> And uh, <laughs> 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 <dot gov. laughs> Well Adam, thank you so much for being on the show. Good to see you guys. Um, mm-hmm. continued success. 600's coming. It's right mm-hmm. around the corner, guys. December we'll have a, we'll have a we'll have a date for you. Um Aaron, thank you so much uh for everything that you've done on this episode. The other ones, not so much, but today really, <laughs> really good <stepped> work <laughs> really stepped up. <laughs> um thank you everybody at All Things Comedy. My name is Graham Elwood.
1: So Oh, I did we do want to mention oh, too sorry, that uh, we're gonna, uh, yeah. Just wrap the show up. We're still yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to just uh um, want to thank everybody who did come down to uh, oh, yeah, Comic Con. Yeah. It was yeah. really good. I jumped again. We, yeah, <laughs> uh, we always appreciate seeing you guys at the panel. And I want to thank the people that stopped by for the uh, the signing. And if you if you still want um, a signed copy of the book of Long Going Far Away, you can buy it at Comedy Film Nerds com or if you just want the digital copies, they're only a dollar ninety-nine each. You could get them on Comixology under Starburns Press.
0: Also, I forgot to say this: uh, Las Vegas, uh, doing the Progressive Comedy Tour this Saturday, July twenty-seventh. Ron Placone and myself, uh, and then we have a bunch of dates. Uh, the Progressive Tour in September. We're going to Omaha, Sioux Falls, Madison, Minneapolis, and Iowa City. Get all your uh, tour dates at uh, GrahamElwood.com. All Look right,
1: at that. that's Look at that. it, guys. On the very road. progressive. Now we're done.
0: Now we're now we're done. All right. <laughs> I'll show you. We're all we're all wrapped up. My name is Graham Melwood. And
1: I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han shot, shot first. first.